Hello, and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today is episode 102. And tonight, Thursday Thoughts, Read and Write Magic. In my past experience, read magic has been used in two ways. Either strictly adhered to and required to read a new spell, whether from a scroll or a book, or so loosely applied that all wizards can read all spells, and it's basically just taking up a spell slot from the total of your first level spells that you're able to memorize. Once a spell of any caster is read, you can read all of those spells. So, for example, once you read Fireball, you can read Fireball no matter whose spell book you find it in. In a similar way, Write is supposed to be used to write new spells into one spell book that the spellcaster can't yet understand. For example, they're not high enough level or something of that nature. And I think if you're going to go old school with these two spells, you need to make them more relevant to the game and to make utility spells more important. That is, as important as combat spells. Yeah, Fireball and Lightning Bolt are cool, but sometimes information is king. I ran a convention game a couple years ago, and a wizard used read magic on some symbols on the walls of a tomb I hadn't anticipated that, but it makes total sense, and I allowed them to understand what the symbols were about. Until then, the symbols were actually just background. Uh, they weren't anything in particular. So I love that on-the-spot thinking that forces me to stretch my wings, so to speak. And from my perspective, it makes sense that it doesn't necessarily have to be magical writing. I'd allow it to read a written language so that one could understand it. So, like, there's graffiti on a wall a crude treasure map, the intent behind a magic circle, and, of course, the spells of another caster's spellbook or scroll. I'd like to make it more challenging as well. Not all spellcasters write out magic missile the same way, so each variation on a spell or each new caster's handwriting should require read magic to understand it. If it's a spell the caster can't know due to level requirements or the inability to learn more spells of that level, Read magic has to be required to understand it. They can't just say, oh, I know that what that is. How do you know what it is if you're unable to learn it? And I think a simple explanation is that read magic is needed because the scribblings of wizards is like trying to read a doctor's prescription. If you've ever tried to read a doctor's prescription from back in the day, it's like, how in the world does anybody know what this says? And if, like me, you've taken lots of notes from high school, college, and grad school, it's destroyed the muscle memory of your hand, and unless you're very deliberate, your handwriting is crap. And I have times where I can't even read my own handwriting if I get in a hurry. And wizards constantly scribbling in pre-tech days where it's quill pens, and they're always in a hurry, the ideas are always streaming. They've got to get it down now. Each caster has their own quirks to their handwriting. It's not necessarily written as quote-unquote magic, but the script is hard to decipher. So maybe after so many efforts at casting read magic on a particular caster's spell book, you get where you can understand it. But if it's a spell you can't know, you'd still have to cast read magic to understand what it is. Something inherent in the nature of the magic to even understand the name of it, you have to read the magic if you can't understand it. And for right, that would I think makes sense to use it to write out a message into a language you don't know. 
or that you don't normally know how to write so that others could read that language. I'm pretty sure that's probably the way it works with Dungeon Crawl Classics and how they have a progression from the most basic operation to the most fantastical success of all of their spells. So I'm curious, how have you applied read magic and write magic in your campaigns? I know I've been very loose with it in the past as that's a way that I like to play, but the more I think about it, it adds a little bit more flavor to it, makes it more interesting. I've also not been very good about seeding scrolls and spell books throughout the campaign for characters to find. Well, I've done some of that. They haven't found them all yet, so I haven't had to apply that like I'd like, but that's something I'm trying to sort out in the back of my mind, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on that, so please call in and share. I've already got a pretty good idea for my Saturday scrawl, so I hope you'll tune in Saturday. Thank you all for listening, and game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the many other places where my podcast is syndicated, Follow Me and Die on YouTube, and you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of role-playing games and other games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting out the word is important. Consider backing my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on my next PDF, published on DriveThruRPG. Please check out my RPG-related PDFs. I'm working on a card game that I hope to kickstart in the first quarter of 2020. You can find the sign-up for the announcement mailing list on my blog. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo, the same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening, and game on! (laughs) 